0: Hey loves, welcome back to Strip Down. So excited for today. I am having this amazing medium on today. We have been chatting for quite some time. I've actually known her for quite a while, and she was on my other podcast with Amanda Lauren, Things Were Too Lazy to Blog About, and she's someone I've stayed in touch with. We've talked about different spiritual connections and different things that she's gotten reading-wise from me, and so I was so excited to have her back for Stripped Down today. We've been talking about all kinds of ideas of what to bring you guys today. And I'm so excited to touch on spiritual self-care and everything that's kind of going on in the world and this heavy feeling everyone's having that you know she's going to bring some light to. She's also a mama. This is Melissa White. She's a psychic, medium, spiritual teacher, and like I said, a mama. And she works with clients to connect with their loved ones in spirit, but also empowering them to live their life to the fullest, which I just love because I love that she kind of ties in, you know, that spirit work, but with also that empowerment. So Melissa, welcome
1: to my show. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you. Yes. I'm so excited to have you. And I have to say, I just noticed,
0: um, East coast time. It's four, four, four on my um, clock right now. Oh, how perfect. That's awesome. I love it. Angel numbers. I love it for those that maybe don't know. um, Those are angel numbers. So Melissa, before we get like really into things, I'm so excited to really talk, especially spiritual self-care. Can you tell us a little bit more besides that bio I said of you, a little bit more about you, how you got into this and just kind of a little bit about who you are?
1: Sure, sure. So I live just outside of Vancouver um, in Canada. And I've got a 16-year-old son and a 9-year-old little girl. And I have been working full-time as a medium um, and a teacher of intuitive development for the last seven years. And it was sort of this weird, like, synchronicity, um, orchestration of events that kind of unfolded. And it was never... Something that I expected—I didn't know my whole life that this was going to be my my life's work and, and my vocation. Um, I was always super sensitive as as a child. Um, I would say that I was psychic as a child. I knew things that I couldn't possibly know, um, but nobody ever said to me, "Oh, wow, like you're psychic." Um, I, I didn't realize what that meant. Um, I sort of lived my life quite shy. And quite anxious because I think I was always feeling spirit with me, but I didn't have any frame of reference for that. There was no one in my family that I could really talk to about that or that would understand it. Um, My family um, is like a Catholic faith. So uh, mediumistic things and psychic things were not necessarily, um, uh, you know, spoken of or accepted, you know, so Um, basically I kind of kept it to myself. And then, um, when I was 23, I had my son and a week after he was born, I, my appendix ruptured and I knew I was like in deep trouble, but I kept going to the doctor and the, the emergency room and they kept sending me home with painkillers, basically saying like, oh, you just had a baby, like you're fine. It's just to do with like pain from childbirth because I did have a kind of like a traumatic birth. So I knew deep down that's not what it was, but I didn't know it was my appendix. Um and I just kept like feeling so frustrated like nobody was listening to me. Nobody was like taking it seriously. And I was in so much pain. Like when the attack would come on it felt just as bad as labor pains, you know, like contraction. Yeah. Right. It's like excruciating. So um Finally, um, my mom came over to visit me and see my son. And I was, it was the middle of the day, and I was like passed out on the couch. She said she walked in, and usually I would have the door locked, but that day I didn't. Um, And my son was in his little bassinet sleeping, but I was like passed out on the couch. She said my face was white, like she'd never seen anything like that, and she basically just packed us up, got us in the car, took us to a different hospital, Um, and I don't even know, like, I think they must have taken blood or something, but within, like, the, the first, like, hour of being there, I was all of a sudden, like, being rushed into exploratory surgery, so they knew something was desperately wrong, but they still didn't know what it was, so basically, I was laying in this hospital bed praying to God like I felt like I was on the brink of death which I realize now I was um but I was basically praying to God saying like please like I need to live I need to raise my son I knew like he needed obviously every child needs their mom but that situation that I was in um you know at that time I knew I needed to be here for him not just his his father so um I had my dad's parents in spirit, my grandma and my grandpa, basically come to either side of this hospital bed. And I can't say that I saw them with my physical eyes, but I felt them. And it was something that I I can't even really put into words. It was this like intense peace and calm that they kind of brought with them. And I knew it was them. And basically they said, you have to go through with this. You have to have the surgery, but you're going to live. You're going to, you're going to get to raise your son. Wow. And yeah. And it was like so powerful. I went from like sobbing. I was an anxious mess. Like I was just beside myself and I was able to like relax and I was able to go into that surgery with confidence. So I woke up, Surgeon told me I wouldn't have had like 24 more hours. I would have passed away. Oh um, the, yeah, because it ruptured. So there was so much poison. Um, they almost had to take out part of my bowel. Like it was, it was bad. So that experience, I think, really opened the door. It wasn't like all of a sudden I thought, "Oh, I'm a medium." But I just, it changed me, and I think it made me realize, okay, like so many things in my life that I wanted to change. So many things that I felt afraid of before. And now it's like, I went through this hardest thing in my life up to that point. And I was like, okay, if I can conquer this, like have a newborn baby, I couldn't like walk for the first, you know, like week after that I was recovering. I was trying to, you know, trying to breastfeed and I, I got mastitis. And I think that's why they didn't diagnose the appendix uh stuff because i already had a fever from the mastitis. Uh, so anyways, it was just like a mess. I was emotionally distraught. Uh i realized that my marriage was not um right because of I wasn't, I didn't feel supported um, throughout everything that I was going through at that period of time. And it kind of hit home that like, oh, these are some things that are really missing in my life. Um, So yeah, so basically I took that experience. It changed things. I got the courage to leave that, leave that relationship um, eventually. And I feel spirit really supported me, gave me the courage to get out of that. Um, And then years later when I had my daughter. Um, basically, she was born. And six weeks after that, my partner got into a serious car accident. He was the main like um, financial provider at that time. He went from working like more than full-time to not being able to work at all. Um, I was on maternity leave, and I was a preschool teacher at the time. So I wasn't making like a great amount of money. Um, so basically we went from feeling pretty secure to like, are we going to lose our home? Um, how are we going to provide newborn baby? He had pain, chronic pain, depression, all kinds of things. Plus our house flooded within that time. So we had to go and live with family for like a month and a half, which is stressful to begin with, with a newborn and everything else. Right. Yeah. And we're like, Uh, So I basically, that was my something that was a shift for me. So I went seeking out meditation because I wanted to decrease my anxiety because my anxiety was just like out of control. Um, And I ended up going into this um, meditation class. I brought my friend with me because I was a bit nervous. I'd never done it before. And it it was like a psychic development circle, but they called it like meditation night, I guess. And so I didn't realize that's what it was. But I went, I did the meditation in the group, which I'd never done before. And I had the most beautiful experience with spirit. And it was tangible. I could see spirit. I could hear. I felt it. I was like in tears. It was like phenomenal. Wow. And that, what was that like? that like? How did you know that I, you were I, connected? Well, it was just like undeniable. It was the feeling more than anything, right? And I was just like, oh, all of a sudden I recognized that I'd felt these things before, but never understood that's what it was. Like I thought, oh, it's just me. Like I've got like a creative imagination and I'm like, I'm very sensitive. And so maybe I thought, oh, I'm just making this up. You know, right? you talk yourself out of it. Yeah. And so basically I felt changed. Like I felt like, oh my gosh, I feel so supported in this moment, and the lady that was running it, it was a medium and she just said like you are you are a medium like um it's taking you a while to figure it out but she's like if you keep coming back like coming to class like you'll prove it to yourself and that's kind of what i did i was like yeah like i'll come back i didn't know that i would do this work i didn't ever think that i would be like doing this but i just knew i had to go back and i knew i wanted to learn so i just kept going back every week for like probably about ten months. And it was like religiously. Like I looked forward to those Wednesday nights. It was the one thing I did for myself, you know, amongst all this other crap that was going on in my life. And And you're a
0: mom and like there's so much to that and like you never have time for yourself. Wow. No,
1: no. So basically from that I did a reading for somebody out of that class. Like I think it was her mom or someone that wanted me to read for her. So I did. And then I did a reading for my a hairdresser at the time. And basically they told people and it went from nothing to a full-time practice within one month. Wow. And then that's it. Then I just basically was like, well, I I felt good doing it. I loved doing it. Um, And it was helping people. Plus I was making some income and I was able to, spirit really like saved me because I was able then to provide for us and our family that for years, while my, my husband at the time, he wasn't not able to work. So that was a saving grace. And then also when I eventually left that relationship, I was able to take care of my kids and know that like I could, I could be independent and I didn't need to depend on anybody else. So basically like, it's been a blessing to me. Um, as much as, you know, it's, it's been helpful to other people. So, yeah. It's, wow, it's, it's, that's,
0: that's so wild. And like, I remember you, like, I, I kind of, you know, when you shared this on our other podcast, yeah. I remember you sharing parts of the story, but not all of it. And it's so wild now, especially being, you know, a mom of two and being yeah. in motherhood to hear this story now and be like, wow, to go through all of that and being a new mom and everything like that's so intense it's already intense just becoming a mom and then going through all that and then having to have that surgery and thinking you're gonna die I mean that's just so crazy and it's crazy too that like you really knew intuition wise and spiritual wise like that something was wrong and
1: like but you couldn't get anyone to like listen to you yeah, that was the hugest lesson for me was that I decided at that point, I was never going to let somebody like dismiss my intuition again, because I was right, you know, and had my mom not acted on her own mother's intuition, you know, and been like, I don't care. Like, cause at that point, when she came to my house, I pretty much not given up, but I was like, what's the point? I'm exhausted nobody's yeah. taking care of me, nobody's listening to me. It was almost like I was like so close to death that it was like acceptance, you know? It was just like, well, whatever happens, you know, you get into that weird like mind frame. So I'm so glad, like I'm so thankful she took action and she was like, uh-uh, like we're getting this dealt with. Um, wow. yeah, no, it, I look back and I think there was probably five doctors that misdiagnosed me. One told me that she thought it was she was a specialist and she thought that I had like uh, an STD. <laughs> oh my god! And, and I'm like, I was kind of insulted, right? I was like, Well, I'm pregnant. I've had all these tests, you know, because you have to have those tests yeah. when you're pregnant, right. mm-hmm. and they're all negative. So I don't think in the last week since I've given birth that I've contracted an STD. You know, like it was very insulting to me. Um, she gave me antibiotics and basically said, Okay, well, take these, and uh, yeah, if it's still bothering you, come come back and it's like I look back and think wow like how dismissive so you really have to be your own advocate I think and you have to like fight to be heard
0: yeah you do it's so true and especially I think we learn that as mothers like we are our children's or our child's advocate and we do have to like work so hard to like be heard and to really trust our guts and trust our intuition and especially for you on a whole nother level having that like spiritual intuition like that's I mean, that's, that's a whole nother level of like feeling something and knowing you have to advocate for it. So like that must've been so wild. So that really essentially opened the door, you think, to all of this. And then because you went to that class, you were able to really learn and fine tune what you were feeling your whole life?
1: Yeah, it put, it opened the door. So I think like motherhood in both cases, like giving birth both times was like this entry into brand new territory. So it deepened my intuition and it deepened my sense of like knowing myself. And I think that's true for lots of mothers. You know, I have some friends who do the same work and it's same thing, like motherhood really opened the door for them too. Um, but I also think trauma, you know, anytime that you have like a, a major trauma, it does kind of bring you closer to spirit because it's almost like, you kind of touch the other side a bit. You get you get kind of closer to the other side when you go through something major like that. And I had um, students before, we were talking in class about like what sort of was the awakening for each person. And most people I talk to, it's either trauma, uh, a big loss, like it's a, a profound grief that they go through, um, near death or motherhood. Like those seem to be the big things. And um, this one student, she's like, Well, I haven't had any of those things. I've never I don't have trauma. And I was like, Well, it does it's not a prerequisite. You don't have to have some kind of traumatic experience to open up to spirit. But it just seems it seems to me that that it's quite common though, right? Right. So um, yeah, it opened it opened the door and then basically I just started working with clients and my schedule is busy and people would say, Oh, can you do a group reading? And I'd be like, Well, I've never done one, but let's do it. So I I really followed spirits lead, I let them show me, I let them kind of guide me. And I was sort of fearless. Like I didn't um think to myself, oh I don't know how I'm gonna say no. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I, I learned as I went. And like every single time I'd be nervous. I felt like, oh I'm gonna throw up. Like I felt so, so like the pressure of it, you know, because you yeah. want people to to have a beautiful experience. You want them to h- feel healing. And, you know, it's like, oh God, like it's, it's a crazy feeling to walk into a room with like a bunch of people that you don't know, you've never met before, sit down and start telling them stuff that is impossible for you to know any other way. You know, like there's so much pressure involved with that. So I just did it and then it word spread. And so then, then I start doing all these groups and then um, there was, I, I noticed clients that would come to me that were like me, like I could tell they were so empathic. They had so much, um, anxiety because they didn't know what to do with these feelings, you know? And, um, I was like, oh, I want to bring them together. So I just emailed certain clients that I was like, I feel they're very intuitive. They've got ability. Um, and I said, you know, I want to form this group. I want to form this class. It's gonna, you know, help you to understand your abilities to maybe, Um, work with them a bit more, and basically, this group was formed. There was about eight to ten ladies. We met um, bi-weekly for four and a half years, Um, and basically, these ladies went from not even really realizing they were psychic or mediumistic to then some of them, like, going off and doing their own professional readings or, you know, coming through it and, and having a profound healing you know, and and so it was sort of like a little family that was created, you know, this, this circle, Um, and some of my closest friends have come from that, that group of ladies, so it's, yeah, it's amazing how it kind of evolves and um, goes from there. I went to, um, there's a psychic uh, college in England, and it's called the Arthur Finley College, and basically, it's like Hogwarts. (laughs) So it's like this old English kind of manner. And it's dedicated completely to psychic and and mediumistic studies. And uh, you go there and it's people, mediums from all over the world um, that come to study at this place. And so I I took some training there, which is phenomenal, met some amazing friends. Um, People in my class were like, from Ireland, from Australia, from Germany, from all over the place, some people from the US. Um, and then uh, started taking also some uh, years of mentorship. So um, my teacher who's in the UK, um, his name's Tony Stockwell, and basically uh, mentored with him for years to, it's not like you can learn how, like you do have to, um, have that that mediumistic ability, but you basically uh, learn to develop it more and more, to fine tune it, to basically you know get to that point where you're like basically trying to master um, this art form. You know, it's an intuitive art, um, so that was you know lots of work that goes into it, plus just like reading after reading after reading. So yeah. that's kind of that's kind of been my like education
0: um, part of it. No, and that's amazing. And I just love that you share that, not only, you know, did you find your spiritual gift and really hone in on it and fine-tune it and everything, but also how you tapped into different communities of people that also had these gifts and helped them bring their gifts forward and connect and all that. And I would, you know, that goes obviously back to the whole empowering side of who you are and you know embracing all that with the spiritual side. But I just think that's so cool that you are helping others connect, you know, in those readings and in those groups to be able to be like, hey. You know, you also have things you're feeling and you also know do have something. And I feel like all of us have a little bit of something. Like I get things like here and there and I agree with you. Like going through something traumatic, going through like, you know, motherhood, like I definitely noticed a shift in myself after I had Amelia and after my trying to C-section and all these things, you know, I really felt way more spiritually connected. I felt a shift inside of myself and I don't look at myself by any means as like psychic medium, but I definitely have an intuition. I definitely have a connection spiritually and I felt that more and
1: more. And so I think it's really cool that you help empower that in so many different individuals. Yeah. Well, I would say few things about that. Like definitely you are right. You are super intuitive. And I feel also that you are probably more psychic and more mediumistic than you might even realize. So if you took like Um, I mean, right now it's a little bit like, obviously time is at a premium for you, but if you, you know, as the months go by, you know, start to get a little bit more time for you, um, I would say like, if you were to sit in meditation and have that kind of spiritual practice, um, like disciplined with it. I think that you would really, really start to be able to develop more and more of that side, you know, because it's definitely naturally there for you. Um, I also feel that it is, it's true, everybody, you know, so the intuitive development, those classes, you know, so it's not necessarily focused on spirit communication, but just the intuitive Within us, you know, so tapping into our own ability to know ourselves, to kind of listen to our soul's voice, you know, use our own intuition to make our decisions. Um, that's something that, yeah, anybody, anybody who's interested, anybody who um, has a um, an inspiration to do that or feels intrigued with it, you can definitely always improve it you can always work on it it's like a muscle how you would you know train in the gym physically you can do that with your intuition so that's why you know for me it's my favorite thing to do I love I love the readings but the actual most favorite thing that I do is the teaching other people how to do it for themselves that's amazing and I'm so
0: curious why do you say like you think I have more of that and that there's more of that
1: for me to tap into for myself I I feel it. I can recognize it in people, like, within the first few seconds that I meet them. Um, And when I was reading for you, even though it was a while ago, um, when I was reading for you, I felt like, oh, I can tell when I'm reading for someone who's super intuitive, too, because the reading is super flowing, easy. It's not like I have to, um, like, like drill anything into you you understand like if I give you a piece of information you're like oh yeah yeah you you had a receptivity to it whereas people who are not quite as open are not quite as intuitive themselves they tend to need to really really think about each statement process it they get really in their head about it you know and it's like mm-hmm. hmm can I accept this? I don't know if that's true. You know, it's like they really almost get in their own way. Whereas when I read for you, when we text, when I talk to you, um, it's a very, it's just like a, a flow and I can just, I can feel also like when I kind of tune into your energy, you've had plenty of lifetimes where you've been a natural healer. You've been somebody who ha- people have come to you for counsel. Um, you understand about like, um, Uh, there's a deep sort of understanding about the sacredness of relationships, you know, so you're um, doing, you know, doing what you're doing, especially like reaching out to people, um, sharing your journey, interviewing people and like really the questions that you ask and the, the energy of it is all very intuitive. So that's why you're good at what you do is because you're using that kind of intuition to really ask the right things and to kind of delve into it in a way that's um, connecting people.
0: Wow, I love that. That's so cool. I'll have to maybe like take one of the classes with you and see what else I can tap into when I'm not so crazy and newborn. (laughs) (laughs) It's so intriguing to me. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, And I think too, and I told you this too, when we've done reading before, I think that like, also, you know, with my grandmother, you know, passing Mm -hmm. away, Amelia, you know, is named after, I feel like that was maybe the start of the spiritual connection because I was so connected to her here on earth and it just continued when she like left. And then maybe that's also now opening up more of everything of like what you're saying. And that's something I would love to explore. So it's so interesting. Well, and so speaking about spirit and speaking about everything spiritual, I want to talk about, because you mentioned this to me before we started recording, I want to talk about spiritual self-care because you and I were talking before we got on about like, how everything I was doing now in the world is feeling so heavy. People are having a really hard time, myself included. And, you know, people are really trying to figure out self-care for themselves and different ways to do things. But besides self-care, spiritual self-care. And I think like that's something that's really not discussed. So I would love for you to kind of take us down that road of spiritual self-care and like what that looks like.
1: Sure. And I would preface it by saying it's gonna be unique for each person, but really there are some things that I could offer that maybe, you know, if listeners want to just try and experiment with and see if it works, see if it works for you. Um, one thing I would say is, and I know you've been doing this even in your, at the end of your pregnancy and stuff, try to, I don't want to say completely detach, but limit the amount of Um, inundation that you're having from outside sources like social media and news and all of these things. And it's not to say ignore it and pretend it isn't there, but I think we all know what's going on. So, you know, you still want to keep in the loop, but I think if it's affecting your mental health, if it's affecting the way that you're feeling, if you're, you know, taking on all of this energy, which most empathic people really are. You know, they're, they're really absorbing a lot of this. Um, We can, we can be mindful and we can be aware of what's going on without being completely overwhelmed and inundated with all this information. So, you know, keeping in mind that all this, all this social media stuff carries energy. So we think we're just scrolling and no big deal. And it's just a habit. Actually, we're taking on the energy behind and the intentions, you know, of other people, Um, that's behind these these posts. So I think if you struggle with that, just give yourself a break and and take it, take a few days off or, you know, limit it or whatever you need to do to feel like, okay, you can have a bit of a a mental break from that. Uh, um, I also feel that Getting outside, and I know this has like been because we have been quarantined and all this stuff, but spending even if it's outside in your backyard, on your patio, your front step, like having your windows wide open if you're in an apartment, whatever. But there's something extremely simple, but so so healing about connecting with the elements, you know, like a breeze, letting a breeze wash over you, putting your feet in. Um, the earth, putting your feet in the water, you know, like just any, any of those sort of simple things you can do. Go for a walk and just give yourself like a break. Listen to some music. Ask your guides, ask your angels to accompany you. Ask them to come with you on a walk as you go sort of walk by the water and see what happens. Because I know every time that I remember to do that, I have some kind of experience. I have some kind of healing. I'll get like maybe a um, a dragonfly that follows me or I'll look up and there'll be like an eagle circling over, around me just as I'm thinking about my grandpa or you know there's always going to be something beautiful when you invite spirit to come with you you know but really getting outside is important um, I also think cleansing your energy um, so Himalayan sea salt um adding that to a bath or even Epsom salts will do the trick. Basically, that's like you, you get into the bath and you're just basically intending to cleanse your auric field. So you're asking, um, you're, you know, asking your guides to just come and help you to, to cleanse, to let go of whatever energy doesn't belong to you, whatever energy you don't need anymore. Um, another helpful thing would be to, if you don't have a chance to just hop in the bath and you're feeling that heaviness, um, I would get some... In, in Canada, I don't know if you guys have Dr. Teal's in the States. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I feel so, like in the bath. It's so nice. Yeah, yeah. So they've got one that's like um, a foaming bath, but it's like Himalayan sea salt. And you can use that and just wash your hands with it even. And that's kind of like a quick, just like cleansing moment, you know, kind of cleansing your energy. Um, so that would be important. Um, you can also, I mean, I tell everyone to meditate. And I sound like a broken record, but I would say that it is the thing that's going to discipline your mind. It's going to train you to be able to choose your thoughts. And I feel like without it, I wouldn't be able to do the work that I do, and I wouldn't be able to stay in a a healthy kind of mind space considering what's going on around us. So meditation can be, it does not have to be rigid, it doesn't have to be strict, Um, I think that it's like whatever you feel guided. So sometimes I'll sit and I'll listen to mantra meditations. Um, A really, really powerful uh, meditation to to work with is the Ganesh mantra, which is the obstacle breaker. So this is like um, uh, you say it 108 times, and basically you, you speak the words as you listen to the meditation. And it's clearing away obstacles. It's clearing away negativity, um, fear, and it's opening up to abundance. And that's my most favorite. Like, if I could give meditation to anyone, I would say we can all use it. Um, it's you can find versions on YouTube. The one that I like is by Deva Premal. And um, it's suggested that you do it daily for 21 days. I basically do it pretty much every day of my life. Um, but I've seen miraculous changes um, through dedicated practice with that. And the cool thing about that is that when you're focused on speaking the words of the mantra, and it is in a different language, so you do have to kinda, like, you do have to kind of keep your brain active, it helps to give your logical mind something to do. So, you're focusing on the words, but yet when you're done and as you're going through the meditation, you're feeling this major sort of like, I don't even know, it's like a clearing, um, a feeling of um, intense kind of um, connection. So, I would recommend that one. It takes about eight or nine minutes only. So, it's pretty, you know, pretty short and sweet, but it's pretty powerful.
0: You'll have to send it to me so I can put it in the show so so people can do it. Oh, I
1: will. Yeah, I will. It's, it's, it's amazing. So those kinds of things, um, I think also I, for me, prayer is super important. And I realize that not everybody has the same belief in God or some people say universe, or you might not even have that belief at all. But if you do feel, um, inclined and you do feel connected that way, um, for me, prayer is just a way that it's almost like, a. it's a few minutes that I'm basically, I'm offering something like I'm having a connection with God, but I'm also able to get my, um, my thoughts clear. It's almost like a, a journal entry. you know what I mean, so it's kind of like talking yeah. to God more than, more than asking, you know, I'm not always asking for something. It's more like, oh, let's have a conversation. So I treat like God, my angels, my guides, my loved ones in spirit, like they're just basically my friends and yeah, they might be unseen. You know, it may be something that it's, um, more of a, sometimes a feeling, um, it's still real, you know, and it's, they're very much wanting to assist us and wanting to help us. So I think keeping that open, that, that communication open, I think sometimes when we get under stress and strain, We forget that we have all this other support available to us.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and
1: how important that is, especially now, right? Yeah, and I think when you don't know what else to do, you pray. Like it's like sometimes that's the only thing you can do. There's been times in my life where I've really like, I mean, with my with my first, how I was saying, with my first um, split with my um, son's father that situation, I, I mean, I, I basically had to pray and that's the only way I knew, knew what to do was like, I prayed and I just listened and took action. Um, I, you know, I didn't know how I was going to survive. I I couldn't make enough money on my own. I was going to be like a single mom and there wasn't a ton of, um, options, you know, like I didn't know what else to do. So I prayed and like, literally that's what got me through it.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, prayer, meditation, whatever it is that helps you, that's, you know, a higher connection, whatever it is that you believe in, it's, it's so important to be able to have that, like you said.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like a a game changer. You know, if you can, um, you know, I think sometimes it feels uncomfortable or it feels like, um, oh, like what's the point, you know, especially if you can't, like for me, it's different. Like if I, if I, tune in yes I can feel my loved ones there and I can see them and I can hear them and all of that but if you're sort of like maybe not quite at that point you're just you're just beginning and you're like well am I talking to myself like it does feel kind of at times frustrating too because sometimes we pray and we meditate and we do all those things and yet like crappy things keep happening and people are like well where's God now like what's going on where are my guides why aren't they helping me and what we don't realize is that yes they're they're there to support us they're there to guide us they will help us in any way they can doesn't mean that they can prevent like everything bad like we there's going to be some things like no matter who you are what kind of life you're leading there's always going to be some difficulty there's going to be some challenges that are just there and you know our guides and our angels are there basically to walk with us, you know, and to, to basically assist us in any way they can bring comfort, bring healing, know that we're not alone in anything that we face, you know, but they certainly can't, um, like, I think there's a quote by, I think it's C.S. Lewis, but he says, like, um, a belief in God or, you know, connection with God isn't immunity from um, challenge, you know, or difficulty, but it's sort of like, gives us that um faith that we can get through it, whatever it is. Yep. Absolutely. I love that. That's a really
0: great quote. And I think a lot of times people, I mean even myself, are guilty of being like, oh, if I, you know, if I pray or this and that, like I'll be I'll be completely protected or I'll, you know, get the answer or whatever it may be. And you know, maybe you will you will get the answer, but it's not always like right away. And it's not always the way you think it's gonna be. And I've had to learn that too in my own spiritual journey.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's human. It's natural and normal for us to want to know all the answers, you know, and we want to be able to control the outcome, you know, that would give us like, that gives us comfort. That gives us some like sense of security, like, okay, I can breathe. Um, but what I've realized is that, uh, yeah, you you basically never know, you know, we, we're all going to kind of have to go through certain things. Um, but if you if you gain that trust in yourself, like if you start keeping promises to yourself, if you start relying on your own sort of free will choice that you can change what you want in your life, um, that you can manifest things in your life, that you do have that power within you, plus you feel backed up and you feel supported by your, your team, you know, your unseen helpers, you become invincible, you know, so even now when it's like the most difficult things happen, I don't crumble the way maybe I once would and give up and say like, Oh, this is too hard. Like I can't do this now. It's kind of like, yeah, I get it. This is hard. This sucks, but I've been through this before, or I've been through this. I know that I can, you know, I know that spirit will help me. And I basically just ask them, I say, please help me. I don't know what to do, you know? Um, And so that's sort of like a surrendering to, instead of resisting and pushing against adversity, like wanting everything to be perfect and, and thinking we know best. I mean, even in my own life, like there's things that I wanted to know so badly. Like the whole time after I split, um, with my, um, daughter's father, like a couple of years ago, I wanted to know so badly because I felt like there was this other love of my life. Like I felt like this person's energy. I'm like, I know it's there for me and I wanted to know. So, I mean, I would have readings with other people. I would ask spirit to show me, I would get like a tarot card reading from like all kinds of people. I would, students would give me messages (laughs) and it was like, always like, yes, it's coming. No, we're not telling you. (laughs) It was like, I didn't Mm -hmm. get to know who, what, where, how, none of it. And I thought, well, this is such a rip off. Like, why do I have these abilities that I can't use it for like this? Like I want to know, and I was so curious, and I thought I knew exactly what I wanted, and I did to some extent. But then I think it was the time that I was on the podcast with you and Amanda. It was like a week later that I met my my fiance, my current partner, and he, the the whole thing with that is like I could never have imagined this kind of connection. I could never have imagined this kind of love. And I thought I knew exactly what I wanted. So it kind of taught me that like spirit does, they know what they're doing. They will orchestrate it. They will bring it. But you, you do have to, I basically stopped asking and I stopped trying to um, control it. And I just basically said, okay, it's coming, it's coming. I have to just live my life. And basically that's when, that's when it happened. And it happened very quickly. And that was the other thing that I kept hearing from spirit. When it happens, it'll go from meeting to basically you guys being like in love very quick wow that's so yeah. so incredible well and with
0: spiritual like self-care and, and you know all that and everything that's going on in the world right now right and everyone's feeling super heavy have you been getting yeah. like so many questions and like readings of people asking like what is your take on what is going on in the world with like everything that's happening and like what is going on spiritually have you had a lot of that come
1: to you Yes, lots of people are curious what I think and also like what the meaning of this is. Um, And from the beginning, especially in the beginning, when we weren't really sure what was happening like, was this something we should be afraid of? Should we be, you know, like, what is this? And at first, you know, I really did feel that um, it was an awakening. It was something that's happening and it is to ultimately have us remember what's really important, like, come back to maybe ourselves a little bit, and I think that it's to awaken us to this greater idea of connection, that this is something that affected everywhere in the world, you know, so it, in some ways, kind of united us in a weird, in a weird roundabout way, Um, and it it sort of, it, it happened in a way that, like, There was no. We have no control. Like, there's nothing that we could do. So individually, you know, like the only thing that we could do was like, be in quarantine, you know, and be be with our with our families, um, and stay home. And so, yeah. I mean, I think it's something that couldn't have been prevented. Like this is this was, in a way, it had to happen. Um, and I think that it's meant to be an awakening. It's meant to really. Have us look at ourselves as a society. And I mean, also our effect on the environment, our effect on each other, um, learning to take care of each other while taking care of ourselves at the same time. Um, I certainly feel like, um, yeah, spiritually, it's sort of an interesting thing. There was a lot of, I think, depression, um, and people were, were reaching out and wanting readings and the thing that was coming through for most people was that like don't fight this don't fight the feeling like of depression or feeling um frustration or feeling worry and anxiety so much uncertainty about the future for everybody you know like most people had that underlying sense of like fight or flight all the time like what what's going on like what's next um and so I I think it was really a time that I'm basically telling people to go to those, those self-care steps, you know, to do those things for themselves to kind of cope and get through this time, like however, however they can. Um, so yeah, it's, it it certainly continues to be, you know, an unstable time. Um, but I also think it has the potential to bring us like like a breakthrough, like as a, as a society, you know, we are sort of like growing. There's quite a bit of growth going on. And I think that if we, you know, if we can learn and kind of like grow with everything that's happening, we'll end up in such a better place. But it's just sometimes it takes this major shakeup to make that happen. Yeah. And I love
0: that you said that, that it'll end us up in a better, better place. And that we'll all have learned from this and I keep telling myself that too and feeling that and maybe it is me feeling that spiritually that there is so much change happening and yes there is so much tragedy and things that are happening as well and not to take away from any of that but that there's so much beauty in this time and all that we're learning and all that we're going through and that it is going to make the world a more beautiful place it's going to have people recognize and realize things that maybe we weren't paying attention to and like you said like what's important
1: yeah it makes it makes it very apparent you know like your health your family like those are those are that's what to me really stands out and for most people you know it's like if you have your health you have your family you have everything
0: yeah exactly and it's so you know and it's like it it's obviously like we all know that's so important but it's not, I guess it's not something that not all of us think about all the time, you know, like we know right. it's important, we know it's there, but it's like you take, you know, advantage of it sometimes too, and don't always pay attention to those things. And, yeah, so, you, you know, you take
1: for granted, take things for granted sometimes, you know, just, right. Um, having like, uh you know, going to my, going to my parents and having, you know, dinner with my nieces and my nephew and my brother and my kids and them playing together. You know, I think I took that for granted. And now that we can kind of do that again, it's like, oh, like I'm, I realize how much I missed that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and like, what do you think as far as like, you know, like with things kind of starting to somewhat open up, but apparently some things are going to start shutting down again, but, you know, whatever it may be, like where do you think people are going to be when we all come out of this? Like what do you see spiritually? Like what, you know, like what are you, what are you getting that this is like how things may shift or what people maybe look forward to when the world does feel a little bit more normal?
1: I mean, psychically, I kind of, I kind of look at it like, it's still unfolding. So, I mean, I think that there's, there's some variables. It depends, you know, it depends on certain things, but I do think that our new sort of way of being is going to be like maybe more appreciative of our, um, the, the sort of resources we have available to us, like going to the gym, uh, you know, being able to go see a movie, you know, these things that seem so natural and like we're such a given. Um, now I think people are going to appreciate it a bit more. So I kind of see that there's going to be more gratitude and more, um, like mindfulness as is, as, as far as also like what's useful and, and what's sort of, you know, not necessary. So I think people are going to start to be more conscious of like maybe how, how we gather in groups or, you know, being more mindful, just like more, um, mindful of even like, um, like germs, like actually like the, this sort of like in the back of your mind always like, okay, like how many people and you are going to have to think about like the the, the space that you're going to be in the venue? Like it's going to be maybe more of a thought process. Um, but I do think that like there is going to come also this, this, piece of it that's going to be like people returning to nature like people spending time outside by the by the lake going like camping or being in you know family get-togethers I think there's going to be a real revival of like sort of slower pace you know I think it'll eventually pick back up and we're gonna probably there's lots of people that will still be go 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 and as if nothing happened but I think there will be a great deal of people who will sort of look at the pace of life I mean they're talking about doing like four day work weeks instead of five you know that kind of thing I think that that's that's the way forward like there's going to be a real balance that comes with this kind of huge upheaval that we've gone through um where it's going to be like more about living life and less about working until you eventually die you know that yeah kind of
0: right like actually enjoying life versus yeah and I felt that during this time like obviously also to having a newborn but like really taking yeah. back a notch and really enjoying things and slowing myself down and, and, and allowing the pause and not feeling like I have to work 24 7 and I feel like I've kind of been forced into that at first I was like doing it myself yeah. but now like my body actually like makes me feel like that like I'll be working and instead of like being my typical workaholic self and doing so much all of a sudden I'll feel like oh, you know what? I'm going to sign off for a little bit. And like, I've never yeah. had that feeling before. And I'm sure also it's from having a second baby girl and everything else. But I do believe the world is
1: shifting like that and people are learning that. Yeah, it's valuable. And I'm the same way. I mean, I went from working like six days a week, like go, go, go to being like, oh, doing some phone readings. You know, And it was just like, uh i at first i went through kind of like a withdrawal like i was just like uh i don't know what to do with myself if i'm not working and striving and goal setting you know it was just a very weird kind of depressing feeling um but then once i kind of got through a little bit of it i was like oh my gosh my nervous system is thanking me like i needed this break and i think so many people did
0: yeah I agree with you. And I think that's, that's a really good point. I think a lot of people are, you know, learning that and, and also kind of accepting that, like you said, so much has been resistance and so much has been pulling back and not wanting to allow this time, but it's like, we're all essentially, you have been forced. You don't really have a choice.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's been put there. And I think too, like, um, would we ever, you know, have done it without being forced? I don't think I would have. I oh, mean, no, I, yeah, no, I was just keep sure. going and you know um, I was talking to my partner about it and he just said the same thing he's like in a way it was like this huge blessing but he said when you're in it it feels so scary because it's unknown right it, and it's it, true and it feels so heavy it does yeah it really
0: does and it's it's true it is he's right it is like I've said that too that like during my pregnancy it felt like such a blessing to have Justin home my husband to be able to help yeah me rest when I have, you know, like Amelia and my toddler running around. And then to have so much time, the three of us together bonding that we'd have never had before Arlie arrived, you know, like all those things. And even now we didn't really enjoy those newborn moments. He's still working from home. All these things we wouldn't have, but it's true. It's like you have that side of the coin and then you have the other side where like, it feels so heavy. It feels so like take it day by day that you aren't in control. And that's hard for all of us. So I think there is a lot of learning for, you know, many of us in this.
1: Definitely. No, I,
0: I totally agree. Well, this has been like so, you know, enlightening and just like such a, a good guy. I feel like, you know, so like so good and grounded, like chatting with you. Is there anything else that you would want to share with us that we should think about or things to consider, things to maybe look forward to or, you know, whatever you want to share before I let you go?
1: Um, I would say that, you know, for those people that have been grieving or finding that, this time of being maybe more alone with your thoughts or maybe alone with yourself, you know, there's some people who aren't quarantined with family members or partners, you know, some people are by themselves. I would say, please know, you know, that it's natural and normal, you know, no matter what your situation, that a time like this, when there's emotional upheaval, there's uncertainty, there's stuff going on in the world that is so intense. um, It's natural that it brings, Past wounds to the surface, it brings like trauma or grief to the surface sometimes. I would say be gentle with yourself and give yourself permission to feel it, to go through it, but know that as you're processing it, as you're working through it, meaning like just some days you might feel really crappy, some days you might not be productive, some days you might feel like you're stuck or you don't have the energy. I would say listen to your body, listen to your soul, do whatever is going to, you know fuel your soul, make you feel like comforted in that moment. Um, know that you're not alone and know that as you go through this, there's something greater. Um, so it's like we, we have to go through sometimes that like walking through the mud before we can get to that place of like, oh, this is like a cleansing. This is a new energy. So you're not always going to feel s- so heavy. Um, so I think it's just a reminder of that. Like over the next couple of weeks, I would say mid-July, late-July, there's a major energetic kind of lift there's a feeling of like renewal so just hang in there I guess is what I would say okay I think
0: that's a really great message and thank you for sharing that too about the changes you know in July you know for us to kind of be aware of so if you really feel it or like you said if you're an empath like myself or something like that you kind of know what you're feeling and experiencing yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's, you're not alone in it. You know, so many people are feeling it. So just, yeah, I would say, don't try to, um, berate yourself. You know, sometimes we're hard on ourselves and think like, why can't I just snap out of this? If you're, if you're an empathic or a person or you're sensitive to energy at all, you're going to be feeling a roller coaster of emotion. Like it just is. So I think just like allow it, go with it. Um, and know that it's not always going to feel like that.
0: Yeah. Well, and I would say too, I guess my question with that would be like, you know, if you are feeling things or, you know, if, um, you know, a certain time does feel extra heavy, like during this time, what would you say just going back to that spiritual self-care? Like, what would be your advice? Yeah, I would say
1: do those things, but also, you know, sometimes the best spiritual self-care, the best thing you can do is like, maybe it doesn't even sound spiritual. Like for me, I watched all of, like, reality TV marathons for a while. (laughs) I was just – this – I watched Vanderpump Rules from, like, season one to the end. Like, I rewatched it. I just needed an escape. I just needed to think about something else. I needed to give myself a break. I love it. I had, like, my, like, sour candies, and I was just, like, enjoying life. So that's not necessarily spiritual, but you know what? It did help me. So I would say, like, whatever – whatever works as long as it's not harming you, you know, in any way um, or anyone else, like just do it. Like if you need to do that, do it. If you need to listen to some kind of music that just like uplifts you or that's like very like empowering, like do that. Or, um, you know, do some online shopping, I don't know, just do whatever, like, brings you a bit of joy, um, I, I was into, like, um, decor, like, I, I I always love to, you know, have, like, a, a cozy space, but I was, like, you know, shopping for online for things for the house, and making the house really, like, even more cute, you know, that brought me joy, too, so I'd say, like, we don't have to be like praying monks um, to, to, you know, get that <laughs> just being human and doing some human things too. Yeah. I love yeah. that. And I love that you shared,
0: like you like totally binged on reality TV, Even being, like, the psychic medium that you are, you're like, you're like, I'm still human. I still like enjoy those, yeah. like, you know, yeah. little things to binge and have my little, you know, we, all, I think we all sometimes need to, like you said, have that escape have maybe yeah. that that's not the you know best thing but it's not the worst thing in the world either um yeah. you know, to be able to enjoy and and be in so thank yeah. you for sharing that I think that's super relatable for so many of us myself uh you know included and do you have any cool like I know you're going to send me the link um you know for the spiritual software, yeah. but do you have any cool like meditations or any type of you know things that you would recommend or or, or apps or anything you'd want to share that we could check out
1: Sure. Um, I've got a, a meditation CD. It's got four tracks that I recorded a couple of years ago. Um, and they're basically for um, healing, like they're designed to bring healing. So I can post the link to that. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. So people can I'm access thinking. it. Yeah, Yeah. it's, it's called Haven of the Heart. And I, I think that it might be helpful for people. Um, and then, you know, otherwise go on, go on YouTube and just type in like whatever kind of – meditation you're you're kind of um feeling drawn to so if you want like an angel meditation just see what's there and go with the one that kind of you feel drawn to or if you want like um a meditation for sleep or a meditation for calm or you know there's different all kinds of different stuff available so I would suggest that as well so just kind of searching and seeing like what resonates with you yeah see what you feel
0: amazing well thank you so much this was such a great episode and like I love how much you shared and you know the different advice you gave us and thank you for being you know so real and raw and vulnerable about everything I you know really appreciate it and tell us where we can find you um you know of course I know you have a podcast too that I'm going to be on share all that with us so they can check it out
1: uh, uh, sure. So the website is MelissaWhiteSacredSoul.com. Um, and that's in the process. I'm trying to revamp it. So that will be changing over the next little while. Uh, Facebook, I'm on Psychic Medium Melissa White. Uh, I'm on Instagram, but I'm not like the most like Instagram savvy. So but people can find me there. Uh, just Melissa White Medium, I think. And the podcast, which I can't wait to have you on is called The Spirit Room. And that's wherever you find your podcasts.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Beyonce. I'll be in the show notes and everything. And stay safe and enjoy, you know, this uh time, like you said, with your family. And thanks so much yeah. for sharing everything with us. And until next time, guys. Cheers. Bye. Thank you. Bye.